0: Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville, fiber internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. And from Bloomington Health Foundation, providing financial support to the community for 55 years, promoting healthier lives and the advancement of future health care in our region, working together for a healthier tomorrow. More at bloomhf.org. And from Estate and Downsizing Specialists LLC, offering complete turnkey service for estate and downsizing clients from initial consultation through home cleanout to final real estate and personal property sales. More at edsindiana.com.
1: Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm your host, Bob Zaltzberg, along with co-host Laurie McRobbie. And today we're talking with Eric Coyne about his new position as Chancellor of Ivy Tech Bloomington. If you have questions or comments for us on the program, you can give us a call at 812-855-0811 or toll-free at 877-285-9348. You can also send your questions to news at indianapublicmedia.org or you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition you can send us questions there eric it's so great to have you here eric grew up in bloomington uh just a little background about i won't do it just do him justice but he went to the uh, air force academy and spent a uh, a very good career in the air force retired as a colonel um, worked in the pentagon for some time worked in various places overseas um Got, I believe I counted three master's degrees and a law degree <laughs> while he was, while, while he was in the air force, and he has come back. So my first question, of course, um, you've probably heard this before, is with this military, this military career, military background. Now you find yourself in higher education. Why that transition?
2: Well, first, uh, Bob Lori, thank you so much for having me. Uh, growing up here. Listening to you know one hundred three point seven or yeah mm-hmm. one oh mm-hmm. yeah That's uh, <laughs> a, as a kid uh, for so long WFIU watching uh, you know the telethons on WTIU uh, over the years growing up this is a real treat and honor for me to be here it's almost sort of one of those like I've heard so many amazing people on these airwaves and it's almost like a I'm not worthy uh, moment <laughs> so um, I, I really appreciate it the, you know, the move back to Bloomington was really, I mean, frankly, when we did our pros and cons list, everything kind of kept coming up Bloomington. Uh, Our family, we were stationed in Korea at the time when I was uh, retiring from the Air Force, and everything just kind of kept coming up Bloomington. Um, And so we really wanted to be involved in the community, and we wanted to go somewhere where we can help Move the needle how how can we make a difference in in a community uh, there's probably if you looked at our resume, my wife Tracy is a classmate of mine from the Air Force Academy. If you look at our resumes, she's also a retired colonel uh, from the air Force reserves and you you look at our resumes and you'd think, well, these two should be in d c uh, and so but it it really wasn't you know that wasn't what drew us it was you know being involved in a community and being a part of a community and and that's what bloomington offers and so we we really felt uh, passionate about coming back here and, and helping, uh, you know, make a difference. And so, um, you know, I had I'd looked around at a uh, few opportunities, and I had joined uh, Folia Startup uh, in 2021, and that was going great. We have a we work out of the mill, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we're doing Folia continues to do uh, really interesting work, and and we. Uh, Ravi Bhatt, uh, my co-founder, and I had always talked about sort of this community service element and, and where can we serve uh, in the region. And, and a few opportunities had come along. And, and frankly, the Ivy Tech opportunity had come along and I sort of didn't give it much uh, thought. And then I started teaching uh, at O'Neill public policy. And I found that really Energizing. It was a lot of fun. Again, it reminded me, frankly, about being back uh, in uniform a little bit with our, our young troops. You know, you're always – you get this energy from, from uh, the young airmen that, that kind of, come in, and out of uh, come in and out of the service. And so uh, I kind of took another look at Ivy Tech, and then I, I talked to Jenny Vaughn, uh, who had done an amazing job, and um, – went and talked to some other chancellors around the region and looked at the system as a whole and and I really felt a I don't know kinship or drawn to it it reminded me a lot of the military structure uh, you know Ivy Tech is the largest singly accredited community college system in the country we have a headquarters in Indianapolis and we have 19 campuses around around the state well what If you're familiar with military structure, it sounds a lot like a headquarters and bases kind of around. uh, And in each base, if you think of a campus as a base, the the campuses are structured very similarly in different, uh, you know, different organizations to run operations, support, you know, student services, uh, facilities. And so I started looking at all that and it all just kind of made sense. And when I, Coupled it with my, the three master's degrees I'd picked up along the way and uh, my law degree, I'd really always enjoyed being in, in sort of that learning environment and, and always growing and developing. And I thought, man, what, a, what better way to be a part of this community than to help lead our community college and help energize the economy in the region and to help be a part of the growth that, that I think this region is really poised for. Uh, on the economic front. And so, you know, it was, it was just sort of everything kind of came together and I, uh, Ravi and I, we talked about it and uh, what that might look for our business. And then we, you know, obviously my family and I talked about it, what it might be a little bit of different uh, time commitment. And, uh, you know, and I, we decided it was the right thing to do and it was the right time to do it. And so put my name in the hat and lo and behold, uh, thanks to Dr. Elsperman, president of Ivy Tech and, uh, obviously our our Board of trustees and others for putting their confidence in me i've i've been there now since the first of may and it is it's been a great ride and i'm really thankful i've ultimately found this path
1: but before we go a hundred percent into higher ed what's your business do your startup
2: so uh folia primarily uh, we provide digital annotation solutions for uh, large banks and large law firms and it's um, a security feature that we have. Uh, we tie in with those organizations' security and so they're able to review documents on the go um, uh-huh. and that's been a, you know, those at a, at a senior level when you're traveling quite a bit and you have a lot of documents to review, uh-huh. having a really simple easy platform to review knowing it's secure uh-huh. has been uh, was our model and then we're growing they're actually growing that out right now um, and creating a much more collaborative workspace kind of environment Mm -hmm. and with security at the forefront for our customers okay Laurie?
3: yeah well i wanted to also ask you a little bit about about what folio is and also just i guess observe that in addition to your experience um in the military and with um you know command and leadership positions uh and as well as your higher ed background you are bringing some entrepreneurship um perspectives i would imagine into your job and of course that's a a a key feature of what Ivy Tech is focusing on. And I wonder if you could say a little more about how you think that back part of your background is going to inform the job as you go forward.
2: I think it's going to inform it a lot. The I view it's interesting just from a how I view our budget perspective. I think of, you know, our revenue obviously our students are our customers, and so I think of it, you know, you take care of your customers and we put our students first. The state is like our venture capital Uh, lead investor if you will and our our foundation are our angel investors and they you know they truly are in many many respects angels because they're they're really helping with the uh, foundation and the donations change the change the lives through scholarships and and uh, emergency funds for our students so I I think starting out I I just I view the just kind of financially if I I view it through that lens and um, and I do think our you know the state and our angel investors have asked us to do certain things. Uh, you know, and our mission is to help grow the economy in the in the region, and obviously, and 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 that feeds into the bigger mission for the state to grow it, grow our economy in the state by through education and by providing opportunities uh, and education opportunities. So I think that's that's just one way, and I also think our the network I've been able to develop over the last three years here in the region you know, thinking about Crane, my defense background, some of the defense uh, partners uh, that I've gotten to know. The Mill has been uh, an, an amazing partner with not just Ivy Tech, but also with, with Folia before. And we, uh, you know, I've gotten to know Pat East and the crew over there pretty well. And so, you know, with now with uh, John Fernandez uh, leading the trades district growth, it it is a, I think that's a, a perspective I bring. It's, you know, how do we, you know, when you look at ecosystems and you look at what how economies are going to develop and how we're going to grow here in the region we have to we need to be in we need to be collaborating and we need to be in the same space the trades district is going to, is going to aim to do that we're going to bring all these plate you know some early stage some late stage but bring these bring these companies all in one space and it's sort of over the over the water cooler or at the coffee bar where you start talking to people. And it happened so many times at the mill where you just sort of are getting coffee and you talk to someone else and they're like, oh, I've got this startup and we're doing this. And you're like, oh, wow, well, we've got this thing and we could work together and we can do this thing. And uh, and so I've seen that in action. And I think what we're we're now going to do that at a, at a larger, you know, at a larger uh, mm. uh, phase and – um, Ivy Tech can be a big part of that. And so as I think about, you know, being an entrepreneur and bringing that sort of mindset to the job, I also think about being nimble. The Ivy Tech strategy, uh, new strategy came out this year is higher education at the speed of life. Mm-hmm. And the speed of life is, uh, you know, sometimes it comes out as pretty quick. Uh, so looking at uh, pivoting and being able to provide the workforce development needs that are, you know, our – our industry partners require is is really, I think, part of, you know, where our focus is uh, at Ivy Tech. So sort of that mindset of, you know, hey, yeah, we'll get in here and uh, we'll get after it. I view our, our workforce development, I, I'd like to say we are the largest training and education consulting firm in the, in the state. Mm-hmm. And if you think of us that way, and you, you think of some of the the programs and the collaborations we offer and the and the certificates and the programming we can provide the, you know, for industry, um, you know, it, it really does help move the needle for those companies. And, and we have some tremendous partners throughout the region.
1: Yeah, let me, let me just follow up on that thought about, uh, you know, the collaboration with the mill. So, you know, I'm an Ivy, Ivy Tech student. Say I'm in my second year. What opportunities might I have with the mill being – right, you know, across town?
2: I think, uh, well, we have our own entrepreneurship program, mm-hmm. which we just started about mm-hmm. a year ago. Uh, Sue Ann Graham is, is leading that uh, effort. We also have the Cook Center for Entrepreneurship, the Gail and, and Bill Cook Center for Entrepreneurship uh, at Ivy Tech, which we partner with the Indiana SBDC and provide uh, tremendous resources for uh, companies of any, any sort, through, through the Cook Center, uh, and then we have students obviously going through um, our entrepreneurship program and our business school, uh, writ large. And we have, uh, for example, right now Code IT Academy at the Mill. Uh, that's a partnership between the Mill and Ivy Tech, that that we. Um, Um, that we work with them. One of the mill faculty members, excuse me, one of the mill uh, employees uh, is one of our faculty members, uh, adjunct faculty member, and so we will uh, routinely have students go out and uh, look at opportunities at the mill. There's just a lot of cross-programming because of our partnerships. Adam Gross, who is our vice chancellor for um, career uh, excuse me, career uh, Link, he works really closely with our industry partners. He's actually on the board at the mill. And so we're, you know, just a constant collaboration. So, you know, that that student who's looking for another opportunity is going to be able to, uh, you know, leverage our network, go down there. There's internship opportunities at the mill. There's startups at the mill. We It's, it's real easy for us to connect them and, and get them, you know, just the mentorship. Sometimes it's just mentors that they need. You know, hey, this is how... This is how I did my business. This is how, you know, so just finding those similarities that, uh, that will help a student really take their idea and help it come to life.
1: We're talking about higher education today with uh, Eric Coyne, who's the chancellor of Ivy Tech it's Bloomington campus, uh, IU classes start Monday. Ivy Tech starts a week later, right? No, we but start Monday. We start Monday yeah. too. Okay, sorry. Exciting time. So now we
3: know we're not to drive on <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, right? The twenty first. So, a 21st. so right. we're taking that's the right. this a telework day. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's if you truly. have a
1: if you have a question or a comment for Eric as we get ready to start another another year, another school year, uh, you can call us at eight one two eight five five zero eight one one or toll free at eight seven seven two eight five 9348, or you can uh, send us your question, Indiana Public uh, news at indianapublicmedia.org. Lori. Yeah.
3: I, I uh, have seen the this, this sort of slogan, uh, or I guess well, maybe it's the title of the strategic plan, Higher Education at the Speed of Life, which I thought was a really kind of wonderful way to describe uh, what Ivy Tech does. What it brought to mind for me was the idea that uh, community colleges generally, and certainly Ivy Tech, caters to um, non-traditional age students, if we can compare it a bit, I guess, Mm -hmm. to to IU, Um, and so uh, who tend to perhaps get their degrees part-time, come in and out of higher education. And so that, to me, it really conveyed this idea that Ivy Tech is here to serve students over a lifespan and at all ages. And I I wonder if you can k- characterize uh, if there is a typical Ivy Tech Bloomington student. I mean, you know, that's the campus <laughs> that you know. Or maybe a, a couple of different um, typ- typical students these yeah. days.
2: I, I think it's a real mix of non-traditional and traditional students Mm -hmm. I think uh, you know earlier this week I so one of my my leadership style tends to be walking around and I wander around quite a bit when I have free time and just to see kind of get a vibe you know what's going on and 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 how are things going and there was there was a young lady uh, waiting for to meet with her academic advisor. And she had just graduated from Bloomington North uh, in May and was just going to start in our business program. So we, we have a lot of uh, what I would call traditional students mm-hmm. who uh, are able to take advantage of our programs, you know, low cost. 83% of our graduates will graduate with no debt. And so uh, they are, uh, you know, there is a large component of what I'd call t- traditional students that you see coming from uh, the region's high schools straight into ivy tech will spend a couple of years get their get their associate's degree and then matriculate you know and transfer uh, somewhere else in the in the region you, a lot, you know obviously here in bloomington a lot of people are going to go to iu um, but we have uh, you know a lot of people go to indiana state um, ball state so we have a lot of um, uh, a lot of tr- a lot of students what i'd call traditional students who come in with that sort of mindset and then they can go on we have a couple of programs uh, well, we have one particular program for, you know, those early traditional students, it's called the ASAP program, which, you know, I, had, I learned about a, a couple months ago and was just blown away by, it. I think it's a great program. It is essentially a two-year degree in one year. And we cohort these students, there's about 30 of them. They come in over the summer, they get to know each other, and through the week, you know, Monday through Thursday, they're getting after it, taking their classes. It is a, It is an accelerated program. But we wrap our arm – we really wrap our arms around them, give them support, uh, help them with tutoring and, you know, all the different kind of college transition things you, you might imagine. And then on Fridays, they meet and do various activities, leadership development, community service, uh, you know, just kind of team-building exercises and, and to help them. And they'll graduate in one year with an associate's degree that then is, you know – they'll transfer that and then start as a, a junior in college wherever they go. So that's a really interesting program we, we see a lot of our, our region's high schoolers you know, take advantage of, mm-hmm. and, and I, think, I think more should probably take advantage of. I think it's a, it's a terrific opportunity to really set yourself apart in, uh, you know, in a one-year period. And it's the, what I really like about it is it's the support, and we sort of taper that support as you get more comfortable with being in college over that year, we sort of pull back a little bit by little bit uh, so that the students really can start kind of going from, you know, it's a hard transition. And so from high school to college and, and so they really get that support. And then as they kind of learn how to fly, they, you know, we, we back off. So, so that's, that's really uh, a really cool program that we offer that I think is, is moving the needle for, for folks in a really meaningful way. Uh, you know, and then as, you know, on our non-traditional side, you're absolutely right. That young woman I told you about that was enrolling, her mom was there with her. And her mom had taken classes nearly 20 years ago at Ivy Tech and was actually re-enrolling to come back. So, um, you know, it's it's that kind of uh, we see a lot of that. You know, that's that family is, is going to have there's going to be a difference made for that family. And so that's that's pretty cool. Um, I met a gentleman um, this week. He's he just gotten out of uh, being incarcerated and he he was coming to for our legal studies program and he was going to, you know, he was going to turn things around and take advantage of some opportunities uh, and some uh, dollars that are available to him to enroll. And, you know, he he was uh, pretty steadfast. You know, I I made some mistakes early on. I got it. I know. And but I don't want the rest of my life to be the same. And I'm going to turn things around. So you see, you know, you see a wide Variety uh, of students there. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I I have a lot of great stories. Uh, It's been fantastic. Really, the um, heartwarming stories about how Ivy Tech changed people's lives, and you just start, you know, you wander around. People start coming out of the woodwork, start sharing these stories with you. Uh, I've gotten some texts from former high school classmates of mine who talk about our nursing program, and you know. I had kids, I didn't think this was possible, and Ivy Tech made it possible, and I've loved my nursing career, that kind of stuff. Um, I've got, uh, you know, I, I see and I hear from people that, you know, really didn't think they could afford school, didn't think it was possible. Uh, they come and see us, we talk to them about financial aid, we talk to them about scholarship programs, we talk about different opportunities we have, and, and all of a sudden, yes, it's possible. We are really, uh, really emphasizing Our career pathways and laying out what a two-year program might look like or a certificate program might look like from day one for our students so they know when they come in our door if they want to be a you know Work in HVAC, or they want to, you know, in a trade, or they want to be a nurse, or they, you know, whatever it is they want to do, we we lay out a pathway for them so they know day one, oh, these are the classes I'm going to take in the fall, and the spring, and the summer, and and so they're able to really plan their lives around that, and I think that makes you know makes a huge difference as well, and um, so it's it's a lot of great stories, uh, you know, I could. I could share a few uh, if we Wait, have some time later, no, yeah, uh, right. uh, well, but uh, yeah. We'll
1: see. We have a question though. It's, All right, come in. Right. Uh, there's such a push for uh, career and technical education programs in high schools and even four-year schools like IU are, are talking about a lot about job training these days. How does Ivy Tech stay uh, relevant? It seems like there's intense competition for students.
2: There is, I think we are relevant because we offer a very affordable degree, a very, very affordable certificates. We've got, you know, on the industry side, uh, we have a lot of industry partners who uh, work with us and will cover tuition for their, for their students. You know, the My Cook Pathways, you know, the cook, uh, cook Group has been a tremendous partner with us over the years. And, you know, if you're a cook, you can get your degree paid for if you're at a lot of other you know a lot of other uh, ent- uh organizations here in town industries here in town you can get your you can get your degree paid for. So that's that's sort of one way. We're a very affordable and we really take pride in keeping costs low for our students and keep you know lowering those barriers. We want them you know we want to give them access. The we are also we have a lot of dual credit programs and so we partner with high schools. So our service area is Monroe County and then the seven surrounding counties. And so I've been I've been out and about in my first three months meeting with superintendents all across the region and talking with them. And we have a team of uh, K, K through 14 specialists who go out into the high schools, meet with them. We accredit uh, high school teachers to provide dual credit opportunities for students. So we have a, a lot of students who are getting dual credit uh, throughout the region. Um, and that, uh, that's just one way. I think it's also a partnership. You know, we – so there's a, um, a certificate called Indiana College Corps, and it's a 30-hour – basically, you can complete it in high school, and you can – you lift – you take that with you to any Indiana institution, and they'll accept it. And that is one year, boom, no questions asked, you're now a sophomore. Uh, and so whereas if you, if you don't come in with that full 30 I – mean, you come in with 27 credits, they'll, they can look at each credit – each course sort of individually and so you might not get full credit, uh, but that Indiana College Corps is really invaluable for our students. And we offer that uh, in partnership oftentimes with other, other schools. So, uh, you know, I was just in Brown County and we, we offer some of the, those courses, some of the dual credit courses, and IU offers some of those dual credit credit courses. And together, those students are gonna get an Indiana College Core. And so I think, I, I view it really as, uh, you know, what's best for our students? How do we help our students advance? How do we help our students uh, in the, you know, get that leg up in the future? Uh, you know, cause what's good for, what's good for our students will be good for our economy writ large, and that'll just help us all grow. And so uh, I, I do, I don't necessarily see it as a competition. I do see it as collaborative. I think we we offer, you know, in many respects we offer a different experience than some of the other institutions offer. And so, you know, it it, it allows us to uh, attract, you know, broader, if you will. When we just talk about, you know, the mm-hmm. traditional versus non-traditional, it mm-hmm. allows us to attract a, a broader student base.
3: What is the enrollment at Ivy Tech Bloomington? And I mean, it's been a pretty strong Ivy Tech campus, is my um, my sense from over the years. It's 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 been able to attract a pretty good uh, sized student body. What what is the enrollment, and and sort of what direction is it moving in?
2: Yeah, no. Thanks thanks for asking. We're actually really excited. We are up ten and a half percent today over where we were a year ago today, and so. Uh, at, as of today, we're at what we, I would say 3,220, uh, what we would say, uh, revenue generating. So those are um, all of your undergraduate students uh, are, are um, not necessarily from our workforce training perspective, um, right. but these are the students taking classes at, at Ivy Tech. And uh, last year, we had 12, over the course of the year, we had 12,000, almost 13,000 students, uh, which was an uh, increase. We're basically back to where we were pre-COVID. And so we've uh, just, just surpassed where we were in 2019 uh, this past year, closing out. So uh, enrollment is moving up. Um, I do think part of that is people see the value in, our, in an Ivy Tech experience. They see that, you know, not just from a cost savings perspective, but also... From an experience perspective, because we we are smaller, we can provide more individualized support, we can provide some of those resources that that may be more difficult you know at scale to provide at a larger institution so I, I, I think that's been a, a big help for us. What are your most
1: popular pathways at this point for students what are they what are they most interested in
2: um, I think we see so we 've got a, a number of of pathways the you know, I, I, there's really no one. Nursing is big. Healthcare is big. Um, I see a lot. Of, there's a lot of interest and a lot of demand for our healthcare programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, nursing, you know, unfortunately, we have about a 50% acceptance rate. We would love to be able to grow that program. And in fact, we we're working really hard with IU Health and some other partners in the region to find, you know, find opportunities for us to grow the program because of the licensing requirements. You have to be very diligent in how we do that the every nursing student requires a clinical experience and so there's you know so many hours well there's there's only so many hospitals in the region and you you just can't build a bigger building and push through more nurses because then they'll just be sitting around waiting for clinical opportunities so trying to find those opportunities uh for lack of a better term we we formed a task force with iu health and we're going to really get in the weeds on where those clinical opportunities are so that we can start you know, incrementally increasing our our number of nurses that we put through the program. Um, there's IT is also a big, big pathway for our folks. Um, you know, they can come to our school and get a lot of the different certificates that employers look for. You know, as a, as an employer, as a former employer in, in the tech space, I know that a lot of these certificates and experiences are, are invaluable. And so we have a lot of those programs that, that we see a lot of folks come through. And, then, you know, we have a welding program that's mm-hmm. that gets a lot of traction our hvac program our automotive program out at the airport is really doing gangbusters so um and our i'm really i'm really excited to see our hospitality programs growing this year Uh, the the cooking and baking and and events planning kind of overall hospitality management has really is really growing as well so a lot of opportunities i remember
1: a few years ago going out there a couple of times and having lunch on a wednesday with your hospitality students are you still doing that
2: we are and we'll be an, we'll be announcing that schedule here this fall uh, out at the Yellowwood cafe uh-huh. and get folks out there um, to have uh you know lunch and so they're working on that. The students when they start will start pretty quickly putting together what they envision for it for the fall and then we'll we'll start announcing that yeah.
1: I have another question that's come in about um about the the cost of being mm-hmm. an Ivy tech student. Uh, we had a story apparently on w. FIU, WTIU, uh, that Aubrey Wright did about Ivy Tech is raising its tuition 5.9% in 2023 and 4.9% in 2024, which is a higher rate than other universities Mm -hmm. in the state. Can you talk about that, the need for those increases? Why are they going up higher than other, the four-year institutions?
2: Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of important points on that. One is, one being we did away with uh, fees. So we had a $75 per semester fee that we just wrapped into our tuition costs. And that was done for a variety of of reasons because it was charged per student per semester rather than really being proportional to the number of credits. And so it was a little bit of a, um, students were paying a little bit more that way. And then we also had a, $20 $20 per credit hour distance education fee for certain, certain programs that were taught. And so we, we did away with that. Uh, and what, we've, what we actually found is that about two-thirds of our students are going to pay less by the time we finished uh, with our increase. So in, on paper, it looks like a larger increase, but for the vast majority of our students, it's actually going to be uh, a reduction in tuition in the long term.
3: And is uh, financial aid keeping keeping pace? How 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 are you able to support students? It is
2: that, um, yeah no the the federal and state financial aid have been increasing as well. And so one thing that's important for us is we the federal Pell Grant is uh, provides students with uh, you know uh, up to like three thousand seven hundred dollars. It's it's somewhere around there per semester, and um, we want to keep our semester rate below that. So we're at you know, um, 24 or 55 a semester. And so we're always looking at where that federal Pell grant is and we're well below that now. Um, and, uh, and then the state also provides, they have a Frank o- O'Bannon award and, uh, which provides students, uh, up to about $2,300 a, a semester. And in addition to 21st century scholars award, and then we have uh, a, a pretty sizable, um, scholarship program at the Bloomington campus as well. Somewhere, uh, we'll offer probably this calendar, this entire, over the course of the school year, somewhere around $150,000 in various scholarship and, and support to our students. So uh, we are incredibly conscious uh, and conscientious, I'd say, about our tuition rates and still remain well, well below the rest of the state on a, um, you know, for a full-time, full-time student.
1: All right. If you have a question or a comment for Eric Coyne, you can give us a call at 812 or toll free at 877-285-9348. Or you can send us your question to news at org. So, Eric, you started in May 1st. So May 1st, 2024. Next
2: year, how are you going to know that your first year was a success? I think we sh- will look at. Our programs, and we'll look at some of the efficiencies that we're starting to really plan for and create right now. I, I had a hundred day plan when I interviewed for the job, mm-hmm. and I said, "And we're at, I think we're at day uh, one hundred eight, one hundred nine, right now." Um, and uh, I had a, uh, I had a hundred day plan, and I said, "Look, it's it's gonna it's gonna be three phases: listen and learn, assess, and then plan and implement." Mm-hmm. And I'm I've been all over the region. Uh, we had a, we had a uh, welcome back meeting on Monday with uh, all of our staff and faculty, and I, I shared with them you know, one slide that had probably 200 photos meshed all on it and from all the different folks I've uh, visited with. And, it, 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 you know, and so I've been out. I've met with uh, internally. I've tried to meet with most of our faculty. Uh, I've gotten around all of our staff. Uh, with the summer break, some of the faculty weren't around, so I'll be, I'll be meeting with more faculty this fall uh, to really listen and understand what their concerns are and, and how we can work together. Uh, and then over the summer, we started strategic planning. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a number of sessions to work on a new strategic plan for the campus that ties into the state's new strategic plan, higher education at the speed of life. And so we, we feel like we've put together uh, four goals that nest well Uh, with that. We're still, it's still in draft form. We're putting sort of the final touches on it, but, you know, largely it circles around teaching and learning, uh, workforce and careers, student experience, and operational excellence, which ties right into the the state's uh, strategy. Uh, And then we're implementing uh, using some operational tools to really get out a few things that we want to see, you know, retention is a really important, important issue for us. We want students to continue semester after semester, because we want them to get to the finish line. And so really taking a good look at how can we move the needle on retention? How can we keep students engaged and focused and, and staying in class and, so, uh, and staying in school? And so uh, this year we're gonna look at uh, a few different things, um, you know, access to mental health counseling. I'm really excited to say we have a mental health counselor uh, we just hired and uh, she started last week and so we're, um, you know, we want to give that. That's for students. Students can have that access and they can get in and um, and get that that counseling. Our disability support services, I, I really don't like that name, but that's what kind of what we're stuck with for right now because I, I think we all learn at different levels and different paces and, our, you know, there's quite a bit of neurodiversity out there. And we all have a – we all kind of, you know, I, I learn one way and you guys learn a different way and, and we should be – just embracing that, and we should be giving students opportunities uh, to really, you know, teach them in a way that they want to be taught in, and, uh, and and that will be meaningful, and that they can they can uh, receive. And then uh, and then the third thing being on career coaching, we wanna we wanna enhance our opportunities for our students to get career coaching, and so we wanna increase the number of students seeking that out, so they understand what opportunities exist. Hey. Finish your degree, and this is the, the world that opens up to you. So, um, so yeah, I think in, in a year, you know, we should see what the results of that plan is. Uh, where how have we moved the needle on retention? Uh, what's our enrollment look like? Uh, I, I think there are there's a number of diversity programs that are nested in that as well that I, I would want to see us uh, really getting after and and bringing in student you know non traditional underrepresented communities. Bring those in. And, and let's talk to them and let's show them what we can do for them.
1: I, I should say before I turn it over to Lori that one year is not a long, you know, long timeline <laughs> when, when you're coming in new like that. So, so maybe we I, should look I, five I, years yeah, out. I appreciate, it. Yeah, I appreciate Yeah, I appreciate that. I
2: think, yeah. uh, you know, as we look further out, we're doing, like I said, we're doing this nursing analysis right now. We're going to be doing that with all of our programs, uh, especially on the healthcare front, because there's just such a need. And so how do we how do we ramp that up? How can we be... That partner for our, you know, for IU Health, for others in the region that need, you know, more uh, healthcare workers, and so, you know, really growing those programs is something, you know, I'm a kid of a nurse, and so those programs, my parents met in the hospital at Bloomington Hospital, uh, you know, um, it's a, it's so it's near and dear to my heart, and uh, want to, and my brother and I were both born there, so you know, it's, it's like you know, it's near and dear to my heart, and how do we how do we keep those healthcare programs? How are we a part of growing those programs so we can we can continue providing the level of care and the quality of care that that really this region has come to be known for? Yeah,
3: yeah. You you mentioned that one of the barriers, if you will, to expanding your nursing programs is you know available clinical settings, and I know in in a lot of nursing schools across the country, IU being IU Medical School being no exception. Um, one of the other barriers are faculty mm-hmm. uh, availability of. of uh, people who can actually provide that training are. are you, and so, question about that. But generally, are you finding your faculty are in, in terms of retention, in terms of your ability to recruit the faculty that you need? How's your faculty doing?
2: I am thrilled with our faculty. They are. I mean, they are genuinely. And, and this is one of the one of the things I love about that. I don't think people fully understand. When I compare you know, my life in the Air Force to Ivy Tech, it's this mission focus. It's, you know, everybody's really rallying around, at Ivy Tech, everybody's really rallying around the mission, which is take care of our students. I, I, I sort of have this cheesy uh, line that I say, you know, hey, instead of launching airplanes, we're launching careers. And, you know, and so to do either one of those, you have to take care of You know, you got to take care of the airplanes, or you got to take care of the students. You got to take care of, you know, the pilots. You got to take care of the faculty. Uh, We've got a really engaged faculty who you just see it, like the passion that they bring to the table. It, um, they, they really enjoy. I hear as I've been traveling around meeting with the different departments, it just it's brought up time and time again how much they enjoy teaching our students and they enjoy the mix of students that we have, and 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 so. Uh, From that standpoint, you know, retention has been great. Um, We, uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, my job is to help them knock down barriers. Where, where can I, you know, provide resources? Where can I, you know, knock hurdles out of the way? And, and, and then otherwise I'd try and, you know, stay out of their way. I've had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to meet with a, uh, meet in a couple classes over the summer, uh, talk to some students. One of the, one of the uh, English classes was uh, writing a paper that happened to, focus on veteran experience. And so a uh, few of us were able to come in as guest panelists and speak with the students. And it was just so much fun, right? Like the just the questions they ask, the energy they bring, it's just, it's great. So um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And our, I think our faculty are, you know, chomping at the bit to get ready, you know, for Monday.
3: Yeah. yeah, In fact, I was going to ask you if you were going to do any teaching yourself. And I, I suppose those kinds of experiences count as that. I, Will you do any continue doing any public policy teaching at IU, or is that on hold? That's on hold. Yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to sleep. I understand. Yeah,
2: I uh, I really enjoyed that experience. Um, really, you know, just engaging with students. Um, And and working in the public policy arena is near and dear to my heart, uh, coming up, you know, as a military attorney and working at being able to work in D.C., work on some of those issues and kind of understand seeing, you know, seeing how the sausage is made, so to speak, and uh, is really, you know, really interesting. But I do plan. I I need to I need to get through year one. uh, But eventually I'm going to look for some opportunities to to slide in and teach some classes one day. But. I think I need to, I need to get things. I need to get the strategic <laughs> plan and some other things off the ground and, and go from there.
1: Yeah, in your strategic plan, I mean the the goals that you just mentioned, I, I had them from your from your. Uh, your web page. I don't know if those were your goals or the state's goals, but the, those are the state's goals. Okay. Yep. The number three, the transform the student experience to foster student success. Yes. That's one, you know, you've talked about students a whole bunch today already. So how are you going to transform the student experience? I know you're going through the plan now mm-hmm. to determine that, but do you see any, any areas like that you think, um, you know, this looks like a good path for us to go down?
2: Yeah. I, and I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but I think yeah. creating completion pathways yeah. and structured roadmaps for students is one way uh, that we're going to really get after is making sure all of our courses have a, an output. And then let's take a look at the workforce as well. Like where, where are job openings? How many job openings are there? What are the median wages? And, and so a student knows that kind of coming in. Hey, oh, well, if I go down this path and I you know, spit out in two years, these are... You know, there's this many job openings and I'll be able to find a job. And, oh, by the way, this is how much it pays. Uh, That's one way. The Expanding our coaching capacity. Mm -hmm. We really want to get after first-generation students, those Pell-eligible students. We want them to, uh, first-generation college students, to really, you know, open their eyes. I think there's, I I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple months ago and it talked about social deficit. And sometimes it's just a matter of you just have a conversation with someone, you know, Hey, this is how this works. You want to go work in this industry? Well, you need an internship at some point, or you need this at some point, and and so there is a sort of you know, if you grew up with a uh, you know a family member or a, or a mentor who was in the industry you want to go to, you, you probably know how to do all that already. But if you didn't, you, you know, there's a there's a social deficit, uh, mm-hmm. and so you know, really providing those coaching experiences, and then the third thing we're going to get after uh, where I think we can help is is really. Communicating more directly and and figuring out how we can increase in a way that today's student is communicating, right? So there's uh, that may be social media, that may be texting more than you know some of the traditional ways that that uh, may have worked for in the past.
3: Yeah. So so uh, one of the I think aspects of. Uh, the student experience too is their experience on campus, right, I mean it's not, Ivy Tech's not a residential campus, students are coming in and then leaving, Mm -hmm. um, but having been out there, and you know, Bob mentioned the the lunches, um, which I assume are open to anybody, you probably have to sign up and there's a limit, but but what else, what other ways are there for um, students to enjoy something of a campus experience, and how much of that does extend into things that the community can do? with Ivy Tech students?
2: Yeah, Our so our student life program is robust. And so we do have a number of student programs. You know, next week will be uh, wow week, uh, week of welcome. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have a number of, of programs, clubs, organizations uh, that folks can get involved with. The, um, you know, just from, we have our uh, academic programs, we have student government programs, uh, we've got PTK, which is like our, uh, is is our academic uh, club, if you will, uh, student organization for, uh, f- and it's it is na- it's a nationwide organization, and so we've had a number of students come through the PTK program and get scholarships for around around the country uh, for to finish up their degree. So. Um, those are those are just a couple of uh, a couple of programs. We've got a number of others um, that are you know. Our, next week the we'll have a resource fair, and all the different student organizations will be be there. We're our veteran program. We're really obviously I have a affinity for that, and so we're gonna we're gonna be building that. Uh, you know, COVID did do a little bit of. Did take a hit to some of our, you know, our clubs and our student organizations, but um, we're we're really coming back here. I think the 23-24 school year is going to be a uh, not just for Ivy Tech, but I think for the you know community writ large. We're all trying to figure out what's the new rhythm. <laughs> what are we where are we falling? And mm-hmm. and so our clubs are, are a big part of that. We also ha- offer a number of uh, a number of um, activities throughout the course of the year for folks to. For students to get involved in. And then, you know, from a community perspective, our found our, our foundation is uh, really, we have a number of different pathways. We have a program called Circle of Ivy that folks can get involved with, and they meet regularly. Uh, and, um, you know, and that's one way students come and present. They have grant opportunities, student ideas, student programming that we, you know, kind of funnel money and, and resources back into the students. Uh, we have scholarship programs, obviously. And, and we're, you know, we're just at, the, I think, the Trying to dis, to determine some of the you know part of the strategic planning is how do we create more leadership opportunities? How do we create more um, more experiences for the students that they're busy, and so how do you how do you create an opportunity to expose them to our you know our great resources here in the community and our and just the varied experiences people have. You know, how can, we, how can we bring in guest speakers? How can we bring more of that in during lunchtime, right, during that sort of uh, between-classes time? How can we bring in uh, more of those folks and, and really uh, um, to provide some of these opportunities? So as we build that program out, there would definitely be more, but I would, I would encourage folks to, you know, ivytech.edu slash Bloomington, and uh, we can get you in Circle of Ivy and get that get that going, and, and you can be a regular. You know, we have regular meetings, uh, with that organization and that group, and they—they're they, doing a great job. We're about to give away about through Circle of Ivy. We're about to give about twenty, thirty, twenty-five between twenty-five and thirty thousand dollars in grants to um, to various student, various student and faculty proposals that all go directly into student programming. So it's it's pretty cool.
1: We only have five minutes to go, so I'll, I'll ask one question and then Lori can finish this up. But on your website, there's. Uh, there's mention of the next level jobs program. Yeah. Which you, I think you work through the state on that. Correct. So that's a certificate. Is that what that is or?
2: Yeah, it can be. Um, and, and it would be, it's for folks who, you know, post high school who are, it's a free program and they'll get a certificate and a variety of different programs. I'd encourage, you know, if you're you're not 100% sure you want to go back to school full time. You don't really know the next level jobs is a great pathway to get a certificate into a meaningful, you know, a meaningful industry mm-hmm. and take that. It's no cost to you. The state fully funded by the state, and you can, you know, basically take that. A lot of folks have used it to um, just improve where they currently are to mm-hmm. increase their opportunities for promotion and things like that. What kinds of jobs can you get through that program, or? So any kind of our certificate careers? programs. Yeah. So yeah, we have um, you know sometimes it's just uh, you know it's um, serve safe for example, which just helps you know it's just a um, learning how to you know cleanliness required in a in, to work in a food service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, other programs, you know, we have um, some various certificates on the welding front, on the HVAC. Uh, um, Oh, goodness. There's a yeah, bunch. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a bunch. But uh, um, I'll get back, and I, I'm sure someone will, uh, no, will okay. be laying out a list of opportunities. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's a whole slew. Uh, biotech, we've got some next-level job opportunities mm-hmm. through that. Uh, and so there's just a, a number of different programs that, that folks. So if you, if you are post-high school, um, haven't gone to college, trying to figure out, it's give us a call. Uh, or, you know, shoot us an email and we will you know, be glad to, to get you started and kind of figure out what pathway makes sense for you. Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, I think we have about two minutes, maybe a minute and a half. Um, you, as we started the show, talking about your background, and, and this is really the first time you've been in a leadership position in higher education. Um, what are your personal goals? Um, one year out, two years out, three years out? indefinite period of time, what are you hoping to accomplish for yourself?
2: I really want to see our com- uh, our community's economy, the regional economy thrive. I think, uh, you know, all of us rise up when when we as a region are thriving. And so for me, my personal goal is to be able to be a part of that and to be in a you know, in a leadership role that helps move the needle, uh, and, you know, in a meaningful way for our region. I I do think it was clear to me in my, uh, you know, in the, in our startup with Folia that, you know, if we do well, the people around us do well. If they do well, we do well. You know, the better we do, the more talent we attract to the region. The more talent that comes here. The you know, there's I may have come here. My wife may have come here for her job, and I'm the trailing spouse. And there's just a tremendous amount of of Um, of skills and talent that, that I think we can bring to this region. And so being a part of that regional growth and that just building our economy here is, is something I want to see personally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right.
2: Thank you. We're out of time. Hard to believe. I went fast, I know. I had a great time. They're, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll have you back. There'll be
1: lots of other, <laughs> lots of time we can have you back. I want to thank uh, Eric Coyne for being here with us today. We were talking about Ivy Tech. They start Monday at Ivy Tech, That's just right. like classes start at IU on, yep. on Monday as well. So uh, thank you all for listening to Noon Edition today. I want to thank Lori McRobbie, my co-host, and also producer Nathan Moore and engineer Mike Pashkash. I'm Bob Zaltzberg. We'll see you next week.
0: Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville, fiber internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. And from Bloomington Health Foundation, providing financial support to the community for 55 years, promoting healthier lives and the advancement of future health care in our region, working together for a healthier tomorrow. More at bloomhf.org. And from Estate and Downsizing Specialists LLC, offering complete turnkey service for estate and downsizing clients from initial consultation through home cleanout to final real estate and personal property sales. More at edsindiana.com.